0: In the first instance, it's very clear that the current regulations just aren't working effectively. So we are raising a couple of issues, but let me start out by saying that at the moment, you've got more than a 1,000 pages of regulation that's already been issued. That means if you want to open your business, you need to be at least cognizant of the fact that there have been a 1,000 pages published. You need to know more or less which of it is still applicable, which of it is not applicable, and which may be applicable specifically only on the sector of your business that you're actually operating in. And then law enforcement also needs to understand that. Now, clearly, that's not practical. It's just not possible for every single person to attempt to go through all of this material just to understand what they may and may not do, especially if you're a small or a micro-business. And ultimately, that's where most of the South African economy is, in in the small and micro-business sector. And so we are running the risk of actually killing most of those businesses, and they might just not come back, which means people will starve eventually because they've lost their Mm -hmm. livelihoods. The main issues we're addressing in our case is the permit system that government is currently using. That's in the first instance. And so what that basically refers to is the fact that the law actually does not always require the idea that you need to use a permit. So what the law actually says is if you operate within certain sectors, you are allowed to operate. What's happened in the meanwhile, again, because of the confusion of the regulations, is you see that police officers now request the CIPC certificate, even in cases where that is not possible, such as, again, unregistered businesses or NGOs, etc., or in cases where it might just not be appropriate. So the law, to a large extent, is really clear, is if you operate within a certain sector, you are allowed to operate. There's no additional licensing process. And that licensing process um, is problematic for a number of reasons. Ultimately, government just doesn't seem to have the capacity to actually administer that. And what that means is that at the best, you've got a passive system where you just self-report and you say, this is uh, my business and this is why I should operate. But in the worst case scenario, you're just not issued with the permit. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, that just doesn't make sense. The government wants to say there's certain activity which is per- uh, permitted in the in economy at the moment. It needs to be cognizant of the fact it's just not keeping up with the actual permit, the permit it needs to issue. So that's the first issue we're going to be addressing. Yes. The second issue is that you, you've got a bit of a problem in terms of the rule of law. Government is actually, uh, national government is overstepping the bounds of what it's allowed to do. Provincial and local governments should actually have more leeway in deciding what exactly are the right conditions for opening up in their specific instances. What you've got is you've actually got national government becoming a bottleneck for decision-making. It's very clear, for instance, that, say, the Northern Cape, doesn't need to be at the same level right at this point that the rest of the country does in terms of the amount of cases it has etc you're just not dealing with the same set of circumstances ultimately what's happened is government has become bottleneck at a national level for making that decision that just doesn't make sense and ultimately it means that we're losing more people's jobs than we absolutely need to because we've got a couple of risks to navigate. On the one hand, we've got a health risk, absolutely. But we've got a real socioeconomic crisis developing. And that's another risk that we need to be cognizant of. Mm-hmm.
1: You also argue that government does not have the right to require such permits, licenses and, and certificates. Why is that the case? And how have these regulations affected small businesses and non-profit organizations since the, since, uh, the Level 4 started?
0: That's a good question. So why doesn't government have the rights? Well, quite simply, it's unconstitutional. What's happened now is government has gone and put us in a situation where basically everything is illegal unless specifically allowed by government and you're issued with a permit. That actually violates the rule of law because it creates a great deal of legal uncertainty. If you're going to operate a business, you need to know that you can actually operate it in a way that is safe, but also conforms to a regulation. But at the moment, regulations just are to Complex and convoluted to be able to do that, and also ultimately, what you've got is a situation where, if everything is illegal unless mandated by government, again you've got the same problem where government becomes a bottleneck for decision making. Mm. So, and it's it's a, 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 honestly it's a tactical mistake on their part because you get people who are angry at government because why can I buy this kind of shoe but not that kind of shoe, and ultimately making a distinction between those two things um, might not might not have been the intended consequence of government's actions. It's just that because government has declared everything illegal, it needs to think through every single scenario before making things legal again. Um, And so, for instance, you've got the situation where NGOs are not sure whether or not they're allowed to serve food. Government might, might, for instance, want NGOs to be able to do that, though that's not clear at the moment. But what's happened is government first needs to decide, you know, for every single specific scenario. What would be far better, and which has actually been um, uh, requested by a number of leading experts in South Africa, is an approach where you, you have a general sort of, everything is allowed, but there are certain risky behaviors and risky structures which are not allowed. So you can open your business if, for instance, you're able to exercise social distancing, screen employees and customers, not have a certain amount of customers per Square metre, etc., etc., so that you actually have a simple set of uh, of regulations that you can fit into one page, instead of having over a thousand pages of regulation that, quite honestly, contra- is contradictory, doesn't make sense, and keeps on changing.
1: Now, you also want the court uh, order that uh, the law enforcement may not obstruct businesses uh, uh, in this regard. Is there also a sense, from your perspective, that the law enforcement agencies or the police, for that matter, does not understand what they're doing?
0: Well, it's not a case of not understanding what they're doing. It's a case of how can you possibly apply a thousand pages of regulation? Um, it's, it's quite simple. Like, if you want to open your business, you need to get specialized legal advice at this point. Now, you can imagine the situation a police officer is in. Um, you've got your full time employment, and you're not a legal expert. That's not what you've been trained for. But suddenly, you need to have a thousand pages of regulation stuck inside your head and be able to apply it on a moment's notice. That's just not possible. Even if you were to go and see a lawyer, to to hear about your own possibilities of opening your business, they're first going to need to do research and decide, make a judgment call based on years of legal experience, whether or not your business falls within or outside certain bounds. Now, you've got the police in the same situation, where ultimately they need to make an interpretation of this reg- regulation on the spot. And uh-huh. that's just not fair towards them. It's just not possible.
1: All right, let's leave it there. That's the legal analyst at Saker Daniel Duplessis, on the line.